Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, I want to talk about a couple of bills that caught my attention, right? These bills can be found in the South and so goes the South so goes black America right because even though we collectively live in the wilderness of North America many of us in the territory that we call the United States when you slice that pie up when you slice the United States up many of our people over 50% of us is living in the south and then after the south is the midwest And then you have the two coasts, right? East and West. The South, beloved. My heart is there. Alabama. The state that we're going to speak of today. Is my second home. I will always love the South. Right? Um. Even though Alabama is the old country, this is where all my family is from. I would just always love the South in general because the South taught me, beloved, that black folks love each other. You can visit all around the United States and, you know, being a Midwest kid, I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Milwaukee. I've been to St. Louis. I'm a real Midwest kid. Like, I've been to the shop. Mind you, live in the shop. You know I mean? Like, I'm a real Midwest kid. I kicked it in Cincinnati before. Detroiters went back and forth to Toledo. Ask anybody from the city, they'd tell you, oh man, Toledo was kind of like, it's honorary Detroit. <laughs> it's the same place. Louisville is the same place. No, no, no. Louisville is not the South. We've been took Louisville a long time ago, right? Louisville belonged to the Midwest. It wasn't until I was able to visit the South is when I found out that black folks love each other because it's so different in the South, man. I'm talking about the folks speak to each other. They don't even know each other. Strangers, like you just walk by and everybody is called with the MRS or the MS or the MR in front of your name right so it's a bunch of Mr. Leonard down there and go see Mr. Johnny and uh, you know Miss Sheba wants you to do this and uh, Miss Yolanda wants you to do that it's like they play it's very respectful down there you know what I'm saying it can get left right but it's respectful you also learn that southern states have cliques because some of these states are closer to some than others. So you would see like the DMV got their own clique. And then the Carolinas got their own clique. And then you would see that Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Tennessee, they got their own clique. Florida is like on the island by itself. You see that Louisiana and Texas got their own clique, right? So if we would just go back a little bit, 
when our brothers and sisters needed some help in Louisiana, in New Orleans, behind that storm, behind that flood, we're talking about Hurricane Katrina. It was our brothers and sisters in Texas that opened up the doors for them. Because that's the click. It's it's the South. But beloved, what goes the South? Goes Black America, right? Shout out to Texas, beloved. My uncle, my aunties, my cousins. I got partners in Texas. And there's some things I believe that they should keep their eye open for. Texas passed a bill that would require a 10-year prison sentence for people who use a gun while committing a felony, right? This is what we call Senate Bill 23. Um, It's a senator called Joanne Huffman. She filed it. And it's something that the lieutenant governor down there, right? Dan Patrick, he's been proposing the idea of mandatory minimum sentencing since maybe like a year ago, right? So, beloved, we understand that we got family in Dallas. We got family in Austin, in Fort Worth, and Wichita Falls. In San Antonio Right We got family in Houston As a matter of fact Beloved when it comes to real black content As one podcast When we look at the numbers When we look at the analytics Our biggest And largest Listening audience Comes from Houston Right Which means that our brothers and sisters in Texas, they're going to have to start talking to one another. They're going to have to start passing this word around to one another. Because anytime you hear the phrase mandatory minimum sentencing, that's going to affect black and brown people. But black folks in particular on the highest level. On the highest level, beloved, Texas is taking the power away from the judges. This is what mandatory minimum sentencing means. It means the judge can kind of hear your case-by-case situation if you get into some type of jam, right? The judge can listen to what happened. And the judge can sit back and say, you know what? I, I mean, I got a bunch of letters from this guy's job or this young lady's job. We're talking about character references. Oh, I got a bunch of letters from this guy's church or this guy's mosque, right? And the background is solid. And the judge can just say, even though there was a gun-related incident, what I think would fit better in this situation is maybe we need to give you some community supervision or some parole uh, you know opposed to just you sitting a decade in prison let me just 
put you on the house arrest for this and that and, until we figure some things out. But a mandatory minimum sentencing is taking that away from the judge. Right? That was a conversation I wanted to speak on that bill. And then another bill came about. And now, beloved, what I would hope for you guys to do, especially our brothers and sisters in the South, if you're living in Kentucky and you're living in Tennessee or Georgia, Carolinas anywhere, Virginia anywhere, research and see have a bill been passed in your state that has something to do with mandatory minimum sentencing in a situation that you and I know is going to affect our people. Because now it's time for us to do some homework. Um, if a young brother in Houston, right, he just hanging out, he decides to carry, he or she, and if that brother or sister act in what they feel is self-defense, but the district attorney, right, the DA don't see it that way, instead of you just kind of walking in and facing one thing, you know off the top, you, they starting off with 10 years. Now, that's a game changer, beloved. I want my Houston brothers to think about that. That's a game changer. We just seen some rappers going on there some a couple of years back, and there was some something going on with some gunfire. Now, whether you're in Texas, when you hear it was some, it was some gunfire involved, 10 years on the table off the top. This is a way that the system can get rich. The police going to get rich. They take you down to the prisons. The guards going to get rich because you you increasing everybody employment now. The judge is going to get rich. The public pretender is going to get rich. The lawyer is going to get rich because you got to pay everybody to try to get off the 10 years. Beloved, I just want my Texas brothers and sisters to consider that they have to have a conversation. This is what community meetings is for. We don't always have to wait till Pookie gets shot down by that devil in blue to come together and march. No, this ain't time for the march. And this is the, we got to pass the information one to another. Beloved, I'm going to read an article from um, Alabama.com news, AL.com. And the headline reads, Bill to Boost Penalties for crimes by gang members advances in Alabama State House, right? A bill backed by Attorney General Steve Marshall and others in law enforcement to increase penalties for crimes committed by gang members won approval today in an Alabama House committee. We're talking about April 12th, right? Legislators received a letter signed by 162 police chiefs and sheriffs urging them to pass the bill. We call upon legislature to expeditiously consider and pass this important tool in combating the rise of gang activity in our communities. The letter says, quote, gang violence is a cancer and tough sentences are the antidote. Uh, quote let's stop right because um, I just want to say this beloved I love Alabama I want to stop and pause I love the great state of Alabama I love Georgia 
I love Louisiana. I love North Carolina. I love all the South. I love Florida. I love everything they got going on down there, right? I just want to talk plain, beloved. Can I have the license to talk plain? Is that all right? This is a bill that they're going to use in the great state of Alabama to put our people in jail. Right? I wanted to read that second portion. I want to read the bill as well. I'm going to skip on. I'm going to pull up and I'm going to read the PDF of the bill. HB 191. This is something that um, Representative Allen Treadaway put together. But anytime you see something that says legislators receive a letter signed by 162 police chiefs and then you hear the verbiage. Um, they're going to combat gang activity in quote unquote our community. They're not talking about their community. Because if we just going off what we think, we don't even have to really research. How many of the 162 police chiefs in the whole state of Alabama that you think are original people? Just let's keep it funky, right? You, how many you think out there 162 is black man? It's black woman. It's brown man. It's a brown woman. Let's just say, you want to say half for good measure, 50%? We know it's not 50%. It's Alabama, beloved. So let's say at best 25%. But they're passing the bill because they're saying they need to get the gang violence out their communities. Beloved, it's not in their communities anyway. I never lived anywhere around no police chief. I haven't. I got family all up and through Alabama, Birmingham, Mobile, Huntsville, and the Gump, aka Montgomery. This is central Alabama. I don't have a family member that live on the block, around the block, (laughs) the neighborhood over, this and that, not from no police chiefs. We know those police chiefs is devils. But they all signed up and said that what's needed is tougher sentencing. You think they're talking about putting their children in jail or your children? Let's keep it funky now. They passing these bills. We talking Texas. We talking Alabama. But we talking black and brown folks, right? We talking about, let me say it this way. We talking about your nephew. We talking about your niece. We talking about your knucklehead grandson. We talking about your knucklehead granddaughter. We talking about your family member, right? They're using the term gang. Gang, and we're going to read the legal definition later, but that can be anything. And they're starting it off with 16-year-olds. The the brain, beloved, is not even developed until like 24, 25. A 16-year-old can be tried as an adult for gang activity. This is interesting, beloved. But they're moving off some police chiefs. They're moving off some police chiefs. You got to make sure you remember all this when you vote. This is why I talk so much about always looking to heaven. When they get you as a people just because you got a temple on every single corner. When they got you looking to heaven so strong. 
beloved, it's been years when it comes to, <laughs> yo, when it just comes to me and my relationship with politics, I used to be like one of the only guys in there, young guys that's at the city council meeting. It's not, it wasn't a lot of young guys in there, but they, you can go to the Bible class you can go to the mosque and get your lecture training. Yeah, you can you can go to a bunch of revivals and, and folks is passing laws that's gonna trip up and stumble up one of your nieces and nephews one day. You didn't even know. You looking for heaven. So beloved, when you come here, we talk about the balance, man. You better keep your eye on the ball. If you are if you're a man of prestige or notoriety and you are a pastor and you just so happen to be listening to this podcast, or you are a bishop and you just tip in every now and then you want to hear beloved you guys got the ability to delegate authority where you ain't even got to go to the city council meeting you can appoint a deacon or somebody to go down there and let him listen and then he come back and report to the flock because this is something that's this is serious business right here same thing for the mines captain can just he can appoint somebody to go down there hey man City council meetings typically on the Wednesday and Thursday. I don't care what inner city you in. It's typically on the Wednesday and Thursday. And you can sit in there and see what's finna go and what laws finna crack. I'm just talking about your city. And then there's things that can be done or is being done on the state level where it's always open to the public. But we're not there. I get it. You're looking for heaven. But look what's coming down the pipeline on planet Earth. This is going to affect folks in Montgomery, beloved. Because when they start using that term gang, if you black in America and you from the inner city, you're damn near born in the gang because your hood is going to become your gang. You don't choose your hood. This is what mama paying rent at. This is what daddy paying rent at. This is what big mama is paying rent at. So we represent this area, right? I put myself in the shoes of these young folks, man, because I'm from the west side of Detroit. I didn't choose to be there. This is where mama was at. Mama paying rent over here. I am Plymouth. (laughs) I ain't from the west side. I am the west side. (laughs) When you seen me, beloved, you seen the west side of Detroit. That means somebody can go downtown or go to Lansing and pass a law saying Plymouth, your neighborhood is gang related, a Joy Road, a Puritan, a Seven Mile, a Six Mile, Finkel. It's just our neighborhood, but now it's gang related, and we're gonna put some more time on top of the time we're gonna give you. And now you acting in concert as a gang, we're gonna charge you as an adult. This is gonna affect Birmingham, Huntsville, Mobile, Centennial, Pritchard. Come on now. Grand Bay. Greenville. You better call your folks, man. Thomasville. You better call your folks. Utah, Alabama. You better call your folks. Tuskegee. Huh? Let's take a look at the bill. Let's take a look at the bill. I hope we got some time today, beloved. I want to really just sit down and read. Make sure we all informed. If you live in Carolina, 
Jump on your Google real quick. Type up South Carolina. Mandatory minimum citizen. Sit back and just take a look at those bills. Let's get balanced, beloved. Let's get balanced. If we from Virginia. Come on now. We're from Georgia. HB 191 synopsis we're going to start at line 5 this bill would identify gang members this bill would enhance penalties for any criminal activity that benefits promotes or furthers the interests of a gang the bill would establish mandatory consecutive penalties for any individual who knowingly possesses, uses or carries a firearm during the commission of any act intended to benefit promote or further the interests of a gang so you got that wretched and you repping for your neighborhood is it the benefit of your neighborhood right because that you know we're talking deep south right so the devil haven't demolished all those project housings down there just yet not yet some of them they're gone but some of them still there their projects beloved is a gang because you represent your hood, right? That's a game. So if you're doing things to promote JoJo Johnson projects or Sally Mae Johnson projects or Sally Lee uh, around the backside projects or whatever kind of project housing you from, them folks can put a bill for your son and your grandson. Under the existing law, juveniles who are 16 years of age or older are tried as an adult for certain crimes. This bill will require any juvenile 16 years of age or older to be tried as an adult for any gang-related criminal activity. Then they go into section 111.05, but we're going to scroll down a little bit more. Because I want to see uh, what a gang is, right? Let's go down a little bit more. Because I uh, I seen a piece, I think it was line 100 something, but uh, if you look at line 65, they're going to give you the breakdown of a firearm but go back and start at line 63 because the term that's going to be used is destructive device right uh now destructive device that's something that the national firearms act came up with so that means anything any missile having an explosive um any uh any grenade any grenade launcher any artillery weapon, uh, any firearms with a bore over a half an inch, any anything, anything that can shoot, whatever, just is just what anything, right? Okay. What I want to do, beloved, is pick up on line seventy-seven, if that's all right, where it says "game," then it says the same meaning as "street game." And then to give this section 13A-6-26, line 79, right? We have the HB-191. Gang member, an individual who meets either of the following at the time 
of the planning or commission of the underlying offense. He or she meets one or more of the following. We have line 83. Admits to gang membership. Number two. Is identified as a gang member by a parent or guardian. Number three. Identified as a gang member by documented reliable informant. A snitch. Right? That's what that means. A snitch say, hey, your nephew represent the hood with me. Or I seen your uh, nephew or grandson or son representing the hood at the skate ring or over at the movies or this, that, and the third, whatever the case may be. Is identified as a gang member by an informant or previously untested reliability and the identification is corroborated by independent information, right? He or she meets three or more of the following. Now, this is really the kick I really wanted to read. This is line 92. Adapts the style of dress of a gang. Adapts the use of a hand sign identified as used by a gang. Let me stop. Let me go back to line one. Adapts the style of dress of a gang. So the style and dress of a gang that we're familiar with, right, is bandanas, scarves. Um, in the Midwest, it's all about how you wear your hat, right? So if you wear your hat to the left, that's one thing. If you wear your hat to the right, that's another thing. Um, then we do stars too. So, because this is Midwest, so the six point star means one thing, the five point star means another thing. And you know, beloved, if I took it all the way back to the origin, um, coming from Chicago to Detroit, it almost has a cloak where well, it doesn't almost, it has a relationship. With the first Muslim Ministers Foundation. We just talking about the Midwest. Because how they kind of try to put it is. It has something to do with some Panthers. If you kind of hear like. Oh you know. Gang started in LA with the Panthers. Then it steamrolled into something else. That could be LA. That's LA's business. We don't. I don't know nothing about that. That's their legacy. But that didn't spin all across the country. Because uh tribal communities or gang communities came back in the midwest way before it was in la because really technically black folks ain't really get to la to uh well that's a different story for different day i don't want to get down there bro but this, this is what i'm saying here uh if you look at the origins of the five point star and the six they never let you know that today we're talking about in the Midwest, but there was a dietary law connected to these stars. There was a diet. You couldn't eat this. You couldn't eat that. There was a level of righteousness connected to these stars. It's not like that today. But that's how it was in yesteryear. But I'm just bringing it up because we're talking about you adapt the style of a dress of a gang. So that shit that those Asians be selling you. Or the Dollar Tree can sell you with the bandanas and this and that. The third, if you get three or four guys together and they wearing the same thing, if they just meet what it says, two or three of the criteria, they can get hit. Line 95 has a tattoo identified as used by a gang. 
line 96 associates with one or more known gang members these are partners these are guy on your block you know them but one or more line 97 is identified as a gang member by physical evidence they went and found something at the crib found something on you found something in the car I got a tattoo that say Plymouth that's my neighborhood this is why my heart gonna reach out to these young people I'm like yo if you from goddamn Johnson Projects and you got Johnson Projects tattoo, I mean tattooed on you beloved and you're in Alabama man I'm not sure no more because if you just get caught up see it's, let me tell you something it's like a whole play that they got going on down there because see check it out they used to have like a uh you used to have to go down there and get your concealed weapon permit but the governor this devil she comes out and she says well it's no longer needed for you guys to have a concealed weapon permit we're talking about alabama you know this is right to carry you can carry a concealed firearm without any gun permit i think they did in alabama and georgia and i think they did it at the same time so now they get everybody told everybody told and it, it was a big help because you know if you had aunties and all this they was just following the law by the letter you looked out for them because they didn't have to take two or three hours of their time go downtown pay for the little permit do this and that because they ain't had the time for that but now if you just got the pistol you good and you go right up to the pawn shop in the south man they hand you these guns like it's a loaf of bread they ain't no hey you come back two three days later they run your license and you before they can even they just hand you the pistols it's, it's different down south it's not like the midwest it's not like it's not like that it's real different so the governor down there i'm supposing she felt like it was so many house break-ins it was so many break-ins and vehicles where they would steal the, the, the uh the scraps up out of there that she was like yo to protect yourself everybody keep your own gun on them ain't no more leaving the guns in the car you can take the gun everywhere you go okay that was like i feel like play number one now they're coming back with play number two so play number two is you just gotta be 16 to be tried but it's coming all the way up you can be goddamn 18 19 years old 20 years old 20 you're legal to hold that firearm but if you get into like this whole quote-unquote gang thing well you just representing your neighborhood man you finna go you finna go away nah we jumped up beloved because i'm a conservative guy I like the conservatives. I'm a conservative guy. I vote that way. That's just me. I always did. But if we have so much to say about those devils in blue, right? Because this ain't no this ain't no different than what Jim Crow Joe have done with the crime bill. Him and the Clintons got together and they pushed some shit along. This is just, this is no different than what Jim Crow Joe and them did. But this is just it's in the South and it's it's the same thing. And I'm telling you. The real, real knucklehead guys that can really get hit by this bill, ain't none of us going to lose no sleep over them because they're living a reckless life. So they're going down that road anyway. It's not going to dawn on to us, to your nephew go down there, who's a B student, a C student, just a regular kid that attends the church regularly. The mom, He don't get in no trouble. He go to the mosque. He's cool. Everybody likes him and love him. But that mandatory minimum sentence is going to put him in a pickle. He love his neighborhood too. He might got his little block 
tattooed on him or he might got some shirts of his block um and that can be something now where was our people at when they was passing this bill was he sleeping at the wheel like what happened with that they just come out the back with the goddamn bills and we just i'm like and you got to know man this shit finna affect you this ain't finna affect Tommy and them Tommy and goddamn timothy and drew that's not going to affect them they not work they using the word gang that that means nigga if I if I want to really just talk to my people, beloved, and I say, hey, they got something where they finna do something for the, you can use gang and nigga interchangeably. This is America, beloved. They ain't talking about no. <laughs> what do you think they talking about? Some Italians, the Irish. You think? Listen, beloved. You think these shares got together to put some shit together that can mistakenly put their kin folks in jail? They don't do that. This finna put your kin folks in jail. It's got to be a bigger play behind this here. Check it out. Line uh, 97. Is identified as a gang member by physical evidence. 98. Has been observed in the company of one or more known gang members four or more times. Sheesh. 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 I'm going to leave it there. Oh, man. I'm going to leave it there, bro. Man, they finna do what they can, beloved, to stick our people in jail. Man, they finna... <laughs> oh, we, beloved, after they put this gang thing on you in Alabama, after they catch you, after they catch you with the gang thing, please, beloved, don't have no weed on you, no coke, no pills on you, Boy, they finna send our people away for a long time down there, beloved. They trying to clear out some grandsons, some granddaughters, some sons, some daughters, some nieces and nephews, some great nieces and nephews. Our people is there to sleep at the wheel. This is the importance of keeping your eye on the ball. Your eye on the ball. So goes the South, beloved. So goes Black America. You finna get hit with some real numbers down there now, beloved. You finna get hit with some real numbers down there, beloved. This shit sound like the Clintons all over again. Mandatory minimum sentencing. I'm like, no, man. Black folks are never supposed to be getting caught up with that. So now we're going to close out with line 124 and we're going to take it all the way down to line 136 right upon a finding beyond a reasonable doubt that a gang member has committed a charge offense for the purpose of benefiting promoting or furthering the interests of a gang or a neighborhood or a community the following sentencing enhancement shall apply a conviction of a class A felony, he or she shall be punished not less than 25 years, beloved. Line 130. On conviction of a class B felony, he or she shall be punished for a class A felony. On conviction of a class C felony, he or she shall be punished by 
or four a class b felony they finna double up the time on you now they finna double up the time on you now line uh line 141 says what after any individual who normally possess uses or carries a firearm during the commission of any act intended to benefit promote or further the interest of a gang shall be punished as follows 141 to the term of imprisonment of not less than five years if a firearm is brandished if you just show it if you flash it if you lift your shirt up and you show it in the waistband to the term of imprisonment of not less than seven years if the firearm is discharged i mean you pull it out your waist and you shoot a quote-unquote warning shot as they say you hit the target you don't hit the target don't matter because you're gonna get a 10 piece beloved that's at line one forty six, and we're gonna close it right here. Line one fifty. If the firearm possessed is a machine gun, which is a stick, this is what the young rappers is all getting. Your children, your nieces, nephews, all over the place. Your grandchildren, all over the place. So enthused about getting a stick, getting a stick. That's a machine gun. If they happen to goddamn up that stick and it just so happened to maybe have a a silencer maybe maybe not but it don't matter because the term of imprisonment is no less than 30 years so what we talking beloved I am going to put the bill HB 191 into the link please Check on it, click on it, read it, share it. And then, beloved, if you're not in Alabama, if you're not in Texas, I'm pretty sure, beloved, Louisiana got a similar bill coming if it's not here already. Right? Kentucky got one if it ain't here already. Tennessee got one if it's not here already. The Carolinas got one if it ain't here already. The DMV got one if it's not here already florida well i don't know they do their own thing down in florida they just it's a different breed when you go down to florida like a whole different i love florida it's like a whole different country when you get down there <laughs> peace and black power to your family beloved let's keep our eyes open man how about we just do that how about we keep our eye on the ball beloved keep your eye on the ball until next time, this is indeed Real Black Content is Podcast. This is your brother VJ, man. I'm getting it with you guys later. Peace.